Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're now listening to episode 96 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. You're a source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, all right, all right, guys. Here we are, episode 96. I can't believe we're, we're inching closer and closer to episode 100, which is so wild to me. Uh, but this week, the guests are my homies Chrissy and Shika. They actually have not been on the podcast since the season opener this season. So I was excited to have them back to catch up, to talk about how we're doing self-care and caring for ourselves, making time for ourselves and some big changes that have happened in our lives over the past couple months. So you want to stick around uh, for that conversation. Um, you know, when they're on the podcast, it's always just a good girlfriend, Kiki. So, you know, just stick around for the conversation and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, let's move into Booney's pick of the week. Um, I hope I don't offend anybody with my pick of a week this week, <laughs> but it is motherfucking birth control because let me tell you, I could not imagine my life right now if I had children. Okay. So I am thankful for all forms of birth control that I've ever been on, okay? Whether it's been the pill, the shot, condoms, whatever. Birth control. Shout out to you. <laughs> but for real, I just couldn't even imagine like just little things and you know, and I, I get people when they say like children are a blessing. But I'm just saying like where I am in life right now, if I had children, little people that I had to mold and help to, you know, guide their experience in life until they're at the point that they can do it themselves. If I had to cook, it, it, it is some nights where I don't even eat dinner just because I'm either one too fucking tired or too fucking lazy to do it. It is some nights where I just eat cereal for dinner. It is some nights, I mean, I haven't washed clothes in weeks. My house is a fucking mess. I just need to like, I, I you know, the, the maid will be coming. But like when you have children, I just can't do that. I just can't say, baby girl, baby boy, I'm not going to do your laundry for weeks because mommy's tired. I can't do that. And so, yeah, shout out to birth control. You the real MVP for holding me down through the decades. <laughs> so cheers. Take a shot. Uh, if you're at work, take a sip of coffee, whatever you need to do to cheers to birth control. Okay. We're going to move into this housekeeping. Uh, I want to say the feedback from episode 95. You guys, I really appreciate you giving me some grace. Um, I know last week's episode was late and we've had about two or three episodes this season where the episode was late. And, um, I know I keep, I sound like a broken record saying how busy I am, but I really am fucking busy. So I appreciate your grace, um, and saying it's okay. Shit happens. It happens. You know, sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? And so. Um, a few of you two said that you took the time to do some other shit that you've been putting off or even just not feeling like the need to apologize because you can't get everything done. And I've said this before on the podcast where like, you know, you, I just, I really don't believe that any one person can excel at everything. And so I have a few things on my plate and this last week, the podcast was the one that got knocked off. Um, before sometimes it's the quality time with boo. Uh, also it's household chores right now. That That is totally fucking losing. Let me just say that. Uh, <laughs> so I just want to say thank you for giving me the grace and to hear all of your warm commentary back about stop beating myself up because I dropped an episode two days late was really, really appreciated. You guys don't even know. Also, because you guys are, um, a forceful bunch, you ratcheteers. Uh, tickets to the Boonie Breakdown Live Baltimore Edition, Saturday, June 29th, are now on sale, okay? You can head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com backslash live, L-I-V-E, to copy your tickets for the Baltimore show. If you follow on Instagram, you can go into the bio, click get tickets. They're also there as well, okay? Uh, more details about the show will be dropping in the coming weeks, Okay. But a few of you have already copped those tickets. Y'all know it's going to sell out. Y'all like, I'm going to get first in line and we're, we're, I'm not going to miss this shit. So I appreciate you guys for doing that. Uh, Philly, your date will be dropping next. So be on the lookout as soon as I get a date um, nailed down, which I'm almost there. 
tickets will drop for that one. Atlanta, you guys will be last, but those tickets will drop after I nail down the date for Philly, okay? So again, head on over to thebooniebreakdown.com backslash L-I-V-E to grab your tickets. Also, only four episodes left. After this episode, there are only four episodes left in season five of the Booney Breakdown podcast. So mark those calendars, okay? Also, as always, you guys know, as I start planning content for the upcoming season, which will be season six, which will most likely drop um, July-ish. Yeah, July. Uh, probably after 4th of July, uh, 2019 will be season six. Okay. Uh, so you can give me ideas. Who would you like to see on the podcast? What content would you like to see that we haven't talked about? Um, I'm always open to that. So you can shoot an email to the boonie breakdown at gmail.com or head on over to the boonie breakdown.com backslash contact and send it over that way. All right. So I appreciate it as I start to make pitches and, um, solicit people to be guests on the podcast for next season. Lastly, you guys know the deal. I hope that you're following us on all social media. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook, The Boonie Breakdown. On Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown. And we're sharing the episodes on social media. Use the hashtag The Boonie Breakdown or hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. Um, if your pages are unlocked, like I always say, I will try to connect, respond, and or share Everything that you share about the Boonie Breakdown. All right. Don't forget, you can leave those reviews over in the Purple app. Apple Podcasts on iTunes if you have Apple devices. If you do not and you listen to another app, if they too solicit reviews, five-star ratings, go ahead and hop your girl out. Or you can head on over to Facebook.com backslash The Booney Breakdown. Hit five stars and leave a review there too, okay? Uh, so that's it for me, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. Oh. Oh. All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I, I was looking at the schedule and realized that I had not had Chrissy and Sheikah back on uh, this season. So welcome, Chrissy and Sheikah, to the podcast. Thank you. Hey, y'all. We back. I know. it's Y'all were like the season opener, and now I got like four episodes left. <laughs> I know. This season went by fast. It did. It did. How have you guys been? I've been good. Busy, but good. I know. I'm like, Christy over there getting skinty on us. Yes, she is. is. I was like, you look so good. Thank you, boo. I need to do this work. You doing it. You're keeping me motivated. I didn't get back in. I had went to the doctor twice. I was like, oh, I lost six pounds. Thank you so much for me losing my winter weight. (laughs) Yes. I'm maybe about 40 pounds out from what I thought was my goal that might stretch a little bit to 60 pounds. But my goal after that is just to lift heavy. Yes. Tone up. Definition. Yeah. I've been very much into the high intensity workouts. Like that's my jam. I'll I'll work out in the house and I go to the gym sometimes because I, I lift weights in the gym and I'll do cardio, but like Mm -hmm. that hit is like my jam. I'd be in here busting the sweat in like 25 minutes. Yeah, because I, I feel like so many more calories. So, like, when do you guys ever? Because I know sometimes I don't like going to the gym, and not because I don't want to work out, but sometimes I just don't like the attention from men in the gym. Do you guys experience mm-hmm. that, like, in a weird way, creepy way? Well, I go to the gym uh, at four a.m. Mm-hmm. Not really, oh, but um, I do the same thing. I go to the gym early, and the gym that I yeah. go to, well, I train in a studio, a private studio, during the week. So I'm only in the gym on Saturdays and Sundays, but the gym that I go to is mostly for competitors that they're doing mm-hmm. like figure or bodybuilding. Gotcha. So they be in their focus and we be in there early. So I might get like a look every once in a while. And afterwards, like after we finish our workouts, the dude might say something to me like on my way to the desk or like on the way to the locker room. But people don't typically do weird shit to you during your workout because everybody's really focused. And so that's what I appreciate because yeah. everybody in there being in such a grind mode pushes me to work out harder when I'm there. Yeah. Now I go to planet fitness uh, by FedEx field. So I, the times I've been like, and it's been years, but one time I distinctly remember going on a Saturday, like 9am and I was to the point doing ab work on the floor, maybe some stretching. And this dude was lifting like close, but not 
next to me. And then next thing I know, he was right there. And like, I had my <laughs> legs open. I was like, nigga, like, for real? This old man was next to me on a treadmill. Then he came and tried to do like, like leg ups. <laughs> But he was so old, he was struggling. I was like, don't. And I left. Like, I just rolled out. I was like, listen, I'm not doing this with y'all. Like, I didn't come here for this. But, yeah, I go at 4 a.m. A lot of older people actually go early in the morning. So the gym gotcha. is more packed when I'm leaving out. Mm-hmm. Maybe so I, I should really change up my schedule. Because now that I have a different schedule and I work yeah. from home so much, that was I've been trying to, like, test when I like to go. And so I like lunchtime, but sometimes you get caught mm-hmm. up in the day. And then you're like, dang, I didn't go. But I mm-hmm. did like yeah. going then. Um, but I just don't like waking up early. I, I I haven't even gotten, I haven't even had a chance to try going yeah. early. So I would either go like at lunch or when, as soon as I get off, since I don't have to commute anymore, I would go straight there. Yeah, I do mine yeah. in the morning, even when I was working from home. Just because I like the way that the endorphins give me my boost for the start of the day. Um, and after a hard definitely. day, it's so much easier for me to be like, nah, forget it. But in the morning, I'm like, okay, let me get up and get it together. So it's, it's still difficult, but, you know, you got to do it. So, Yeah, Motivation. when I only telework two days a week, I will go Wednesday after work and then Thursday, Friday when I telework. But I go to days I telework and I actually wake up earlier to go to the gym before I have to work when I telework because it's and I'm like Chrissy like the way it makes me feel in the morning like my day typically goes smoothly if I work out in the yes morning. Like, then I have like a whole regimen like I'll work out masturbate do what I gotta do like I'm yeah. just <laughs> riding high like all day so it works out and that probably just, feels actually really no, good my like favorite <laughs> combination. my favorite combination yeah, I might, I might try. Might be motivation <laughs> to try. <laughs> yeah, give yourself a treat afterwards, and then you be like, "Yo!" And then you be riding high for a couple of hours. Now I do most of the time take a nap when I'm done working at three, but for most of the day, I'm like riding high for real. Yeah, because I keep, I, I'm like, I'm for real, for real now. Like, I will not be the last buffalo because I be on Instagram looking at some of all the little cute plus size girls. Now they trying to get skinny and shit. And so I'm like, uh-uh, I ain't going to be the last buffalo. So, but yeah, that was all. I just wanted to shout out Chrissy because you looking well, good. Thank you, Down 70.4 pounds. I know that's why. Oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. And my trainer is a terrorist. Why. Like, I was, um... Out celebrating my line's 15th Deltaversary. So on Saturday, we had a photo shoot and we did lunch and we had a reunion. And so I did a pan of the table on my Insta story and she could see other people's meals. And as soon as I posted it, I got a a DM talking about what you eating. (laughs) (laughs) And like, even if I'm not posting, oh, I appreciate her because her dedication to my goals is what gives me that push when I just am not feeling it. And sometimes not pissing yeah, her off dope. is better to just do the work. Um, yes. But we know so many mutual people that even if I'm not posting it, she has a chance of seeing me somewhere else, like doing something that I'm not supposed to if I am not. So I'm just like, one day I was really in my feelings because she had kicked out behinds because she's doing prep for competition. So she's oh, okay. extra aggressive with us these days, um, taking her pain out on us. But one day I was just deep in my feelings because she gave us a workout that kicked our behinds. And I went and did a bar hop with one of my old coworkers or dinner and drinks rather, not really even so much a bar hop. We just went to a couple places and she saw it and she like called me out on Facebook. And I was like, next time, just at me, sis. Like, we know because people on the post that I know to my leave my Virgo sister alone or don't be doing this to your client. I'm like, no, I don't need to be client. You just watch my story. So, you know, she's talking about me. And so she's like, I'm going to be trying to be discreet. And I was just like, let me get out my feelings. Let me get out my bag. Yeah. Nope. No, that accountability helps. Like, mm-hmm. it helps. Like, I tend to have a, I think I have a habitual personality. Like, I think I form habits quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I get into routines quickly. So it's easier for me. But, like, if I fall off to kind of jump back on. But, yeah, it's necessary. Like, you need... Sometimes you need that extra layer. And listen, for me, it's, I mean, even though the benefits are visual, like that's thankful. The biggest thing for me was reclaiming my health, which I've done. I've been able to come off of some medication that was prescribed to me a year ago. And, but for me, yes, that was the big, one of the biggest motivators. I was like, I'm too young. 
to need any part of my mm-hmm. health managed by medication when it's a choice. But two was I need it for the stress management because like I've had to come to the realization of certain things. Like there's no such thing as a slow season in my job. We have some very ambitious goals um, and it's a really tough year for us with a lot of priorities. So I'm like, I need it because before my cope would be, let me go to happy hour after this rough day, or let me eat my feelings today and eat trash. But now the gym has really been like my second therapy. Like it's so much yeah. more about how I feel mm-hmm. now than how I look, but the how I look is nice too. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, if especially if I'm having like a rough day and I'm at home, even if I went to the gym, I'll I'll come in here and do another workout just because it does. Like I feel that it makes me feel better. A lot of times, if I'm stressed out, it's a way to kind of get that energy out. You're not. I forget most of the time because I'll get focused on what I'm doing, and sometimes I push even harder. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if I'm having a rough day and then it's just like, oh, that's just over. Like, I just sweated this shit out. Like, I'm about to pass out. Like, and you know, so, I, yeah. Yeah. And I know, like, something like simple, like, because right now, time is uh, <laughs> like a, a bar of gold for me right now. Mm-hmm. But something simple, just because I haven't had a chance to go get a massage or do some of those other things that make me feel good. I haven't even been to therapy since January, which is driving me insane, oh, wow. but I'm going to make an appointment because I need to go and like soon. Um, <laughs> but like, I've been doing a lot of aromatherapy like the last few weeks mm. and even just something as simple as dropping eight drops of lavender and lemon essential oil in the shower while I'm getting a shower just helps me feel better. So yeah. I've been trying to find these little ways to cope. I know too, and I don't, I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but I think I'm going to, I found a practitioner because I want to host this because I feel like it's something that a lot of black people would not go to, but I did a yoga sound bath workshop. Mm. Huh. <laughs> that was the best rest I had gotten in quite some time when I did that class and we did like 45 minutes of yoga to start and like warm up. And then you just found like a comfortable position to like lay on the floor or you could do like a yoga block or however you wanted to lay comfortably. Mm-hmm. And then this lady had like, it was like seven, no, seven um, bowls in different colors and sizes representing the different chakras mm-hmm. And she just started playing them motherfuckers. Wow. <laughs> and it was it was way louder than I thought it was going to be. Like, it totally took over my entire head. Like, mm. and it was like, I went into a trance and I couldn't even try to open my eyes. And I was out. Wow. And then, like, she slowed it down. It was just funny, like, the vibration and the frequency. It's really hard to describe. The only thing I can say, it was like a trance. And then when she stopped, it just went away wow and we rolled i rolled over like god damn that <laughs> felt good <laughs> wait who did, did you go with crystal yeah i remember you posting about this that's no that's so crazy i didn't know exactly how it went and it's so funny you mentioned that because i just bought this book it's like beginners to um chakras like understand your chakras mm-hmm. i don't know i think they talked about it on therapy for black girls maybe on the friend zone but whatever i bought it and i just started reading it this week um, and it's interesting because they tell you to do this test with um, putting your palms about one inch apart and like close your eyes and just try to feel that energy and that vibration and then pull it apart and then kind of go back and forth. And that kind of starts to get you to get in tune with feeling the energy yeah. and know, vibrations it, in your body. It's crazy. And it was wild. Like I thought it was me. So I remember when we were walking out, I remember Crystal being like, <gasps> Oh my God, like what was that? And I was like, I don't know, but I liked it. <laughs> and, I it again. And, and she I was like, because I was trying to see for her, it just sounded when I say like it took over my entire headspace, like I it, that I couldn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Like at first it almost hurt a bit because it was so loud and intense. I didn't, I couldn't catch it. And as soon as as I stopped my thoughts and just laid with it, then it, I was out. Wow. But I was trying to fight it. Like, why does it sound so loud? Like, why is it so heavy? Like, it was a lot. It was really intense. And then when she moved to those other bowls, it was like, I couldn't even move my body. It was just like, it was over. And, it's, and, and as soon as she stopped playing with the bowls, mm. it was over. 
Interesting. And everybody just kind of woke up. Like I was like, <laughs> so I, yes, I found this one place. I'm trying to see if they'll let me rent it out to do a private class. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like stuff like that, like black women would not, cause we were the only two there and Crystal was only there because I found it. Like right. <laughs> she's like, I never heard of this. Um, but yeah, it was like all white women and us too. Wow. No, I, no, I think yeah. that type of stuff. Cause I've been doing a, like the, the drops of essential oils in the shower, like every night. Like that's like my thing. That's now. so helpful yeah. to go to sleep. I bought a new diffuser, like the diffuser. I put it like in my bedroom now with like lavender in there and just like kind of let it go all night. Yeah, man. Cause we got to sleep right. At least <laughs> like we need to ride. Yeah, you, like, you have to like decompress and recharge, do all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like stop being on the go mm-hmm. so much and. I'm trying like I'm trying to be like Auntie Maxine and reclaim my time, but I can't right now. And so I'm just <laughs> like, doing, doing these little things that I can. It's all I can do right now, but it is helpful. But the place I found, they let you do the sound bath in like these floating cocoons. Oh, nice. Right. Right? Like I'm like, I this <laughs> so I need them to I hurry like up and that. answer me back. I like that. Yeah, but that would be so dope. So I'm like, I couldn't imagine it where you're like really anti-gravity and just floating and that's happening. Like it, it already sounds better than an <laughs> orgasm right now. No, but, um... yeah, seriously. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's so, and the other thing too, this, this is not the topics I wanted to talk about, <laughs> but whatever. Um, the other thing too <laughs> is... For me, what is also essential, well, this is going to lead us to the ratchet. Um, our orgasms, whether self-induced or by somebody else. And this week, it was like I've been going like gaps of time without seeing Boo, which has been driving me crazy. And so I made it a point. Like I saw him. And the other day, I was just like, hey, I need you to come in for a second. He's like, we're very opposite to track. And he's like, what? And I'm like, just lay on the bed. And he's like, what? I was like, I just want to kiss you for like five minutes straight. <laughs> like, I didn't even want to have that. I was like, I, just, I literally just want to kiss you. That, that's all I want to do. And he's looking at me like, okay. But he indulged me. And then finally he like gave in like, okay. this Like, I, I guess he was just like, what is happening? Because it was just a very, I guess the way I presented it was very odd. And then, you know, we had sex. But, yeah. but like looking at but yeah, it's just like stuff, that yeah. is honestly yeah and i really am starting to realize too like how much my love language of physical touch isn't just sex like it really is we're watching tv and my leg is draped over you or i just want to kiss you like we don't always have to fuck and so Get out my head. that was my revelation of growth yeah, this no, week. like so <laughs> i've been in therapy like i found a new therapist or whatever so i've been in therapy like once a week and like in me, like, developing and trying to be more vulnerable, I just realized there's certain things that I need in life. There was, like, she was like, I mean, you miss intimacy. Like, let's, yeah. you know, you you want someone there. She was like, I mean, you're fine without it. And I was like, yeah, but, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that it was something that I actually needed. Like, I sometimes go weeks without like human touch like I may not hug someone like if I don't go to see my parents or if I don't see family or whatever like me and my friends we don't really like touch like that like you know what I'm saying like we I have some friends who are like super touchy Philly but like yeah it's just <laughs> it doesn't happen and I think I didn't realize how much it starts to um affect me so yeah um because I hadn't been really dating or anything like that Yes, self-induced, selfie is what I like to call it. Selfie time, like self-love. It's very important. You have to still kind of have those feelings. Like you just like, everybody needs to come. I feel like it just keeps you at peace. It makes you calm. Like sometimes I realize my shoulders have been damn near my ears for most of the morning because like I'm just so tense. Yeah. And it's something as simple as just like just dropping your jaw. Yes. Like unclenching your jaw dropping and your dropping shoulders. your shoulders make, yes. makes such a difference. Like yeah. sometimes I'll just have to like even as much as I hate, you know, the Apple Watch and its notifications, like every once in a while <laughs> I'll indulge in the deep breathing for a minute. Cause I'm like, you know what? Yeah, take a moment, you know, like inhale, exhale, and just kind of like relax because I think we are like just as a people, you know, like it's kind of embedded in us to just naturally 
be on edge. Like we fought our whole lives. Like, so it's just like, you know, sometimes you don't want to fight. Like I remember I was just like, you know, one day I got sick at work. I had a migraine and I came home and I think it's, it's, allergy season was changing and like as soon as I got in the house I threw up like my whole lunch like it was gross and then I like lay down and nap because that's the only way I can like get rid of a migraine but then it was fucking Tuesday and trash day is Wednesday and I go to work and I was like and now you gotta get the fuck up and round up all the trash and take it outside (laughs) so it can be you know picked up and I'm just like I'm tired like sometimes you just want to put it all down and I think a lot of times, especially if you're doing things on your own, you just really don't feel like you have the moment to, but it's, it's, yeah. it's very important to take those moments. Like I, I have to recognize and I'm, I honor myself and I stop beating myself up. Like some days you ain't going to clean shit up, like whatever. And then, <laughs> if somebody walked in my house right now, they'd be like, <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. And then I just finally stopped lying to myself like oh i'm gonna get to i'm gonna get to and i just sent the cleaning lady a text like just yeah like that's a part of that like listen we talked about it It like hiring somebody to come through here because sometimes you know it's a lot that's the capacity Mm -hmm. i have right now is to send the text and cash out her money i don't have nothing else for it so yeah i was um also talking this week and i when I was having this conversation, I was I was like, oh, I gotta gotta ask Chrissy and Chica. So, would you ever like you're you've been dating someone um, for a few years, and oh, can we give two scenarios, either or? So either you you were dating someone for like a year, and you decided to tell them I'm going to be I want to be celibate until marriage, and or you're with someone you get engaged and then y'all decide that y'all aren't going to have sex until you're married. Do you think you would ever do that? So, uh, <laughs> I, I can say, um, because I'm viewing sex and relationships in very different ways these days, um, especially being without for 468 days right now. But I've known people that have done it before. Like, um, actually one of my LSs, okay. she and her now husband, but boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, when they got engaged, decided to make the commitment of no sex until after marriage again. So they could relearn themselves for their relationship and the new path that they were taking. And they've been married now 10 plus years. So I mean, that's what I hear the reason most people do it. Yeah. You know? So, I, I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I know that I couldn't be in a relationship that was a serious monogamous relationship and we not have sex, but I, I'm, I don't have a strong stance on whether I would choose celibacy in that relationship afterwards as we were preparing for the next stage. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Off, off topic, I'm like off bat, my first reaction yeah. is like, for what? But, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can say that I wouldn't propose it nine times out of 10. I don't think I would be the one proposing, um, let's not have sex, you know, until we get married, you know, once we're engaged. Um, also I know just by the facts of life, I can go two years. However, I don't want to be engaged that long. So, you know, if it's a year, maybe, um, I don't think I would be opposed to it. I think it's something that could be pulled off. And I, I, I mean, I get the message behind it. Um, but I, I don't know. There's circumstances. Like, what do you do when you live together and you sleep in the same bed? Like, I feel like I might have trouble sleeping. Like, do I got to sleep on the couch? Do you need to sleep on the couch? Like, you know, I get the yeah, theory just... of it. I don't know if it would be. I know I would not initiate it, like unless I had some type of like spiritual founding and something just arose in me. But I don't really think if we had sex up until then, I'd be like, I'd suggest like, oh yeah, let's just wait until we get married. I don't think about. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see. I know. I I don't. I know. I definitely wouldn't be like just come home one day and be like, all right, boo, I'm not having sex no more. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think that's fair because that's not what that person signed up for. But I do think the conversation around um, 
the marriage, going into marriage and deciding to abstain is an interesting one to me. I'm always intrigued by people who make the decision and people close to me I know made that decision and went, you know, 10, 11 months um, as a part of their marital counseling. Um, And so it it was kind of posed to me as a question to ask on the podcast, i.e. also Mm -hmm. they knew someone who was doing Mm -hmm. this like right now. And I thought about like, it it just really had me thinking this week, like, would I do that? I know I actively took the position, but as a single person, like I'm not going to have sex for a year. I know I did Mm -hmm. that, but if I'm actually in an active sexual relationship and a, you know, a relationship and we're having sex with someone and, to well, just be like it, I'm, I'm stopping. It so really therefore, has to be a mutual yeah. decision. Yeah. You know, it has to definitely, and whatever the sacrifice is being made for the outcome, obviously has to be something that they feel is greater. And then I, when I saw mm-hmm. something on, mm-hmm. I can't remember because I scroll these days just to go to sleep, so I don't retain a lot of it. But um, one girl saying that they decided to take sex out of their relationship because it became the ultimate way that they solve conflict, which wasn't healthy because it wasn't them mm-hmm. actually resolving things. It was just, just them, you know, having sex and then forgetting about it, not really getting to the root of resolving the issues that they had. So she took the break or they decided to take the break to work on their communication and learn how to communicate through conflict as well. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. There wasn't any follow-up. I don't even remember who posted it, (laughs) but I will be. (laughs) And I feel nine (laughs) times out of 10, if you do go to some type of counseling prior to marriage. I feel like that should be a mandatory. Like, I feel like the church requires. Yeah. Go into it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I told you. That's that's happening. But I I don't think think that it will come up. And I think I feel like nine times out of 10, if you go to counseling, that will be suggested because I think it is essentially sex can be used in different ways in a relationship. Some people use it to punish, to weaponize or, you know, different Mm -hmm. things like that. So depending on the nature of the relationship, you know, you or your partner may both feel like, oh, that might be a good idea knowing that maybe you guys use sex in a way that's not the most <laughs> beneficial in the relationship and using it as a way to avoid. Yeah, my, I hope, get it. Is from that my hope these days is to establish all of that before intimacy is even introduced into the relationship because that's the easy part. Like my goal right now is if I know that I'm looking to build something meaningful that has a future, not saying that our end goal has to be marriage, but whatever we're doing in the time that we're in each other's lives is intentional to benefit us both. Then the foundation of that should be much deeper than sex. So, I mean, that's the easy part. Or for me, it is. It's much harder for me to be vulnerable and open myself up and share some of my most intimate details than it is for me to not just say like to have sex with anyone because I'm very selective in that, but it's just easier to open yourself up in that way than emotionally. And so I'm trying to do things differently, as my therapist says, for a different result. So no, I totally agree. I, I did the same thing last year. And in the conversations that I do have with Boo, like, you know, that was one of the things I asked, like not asked, but I'm like, I'm not getting married to anyone if we're not going to do therapy together, which is why I've been actively encouraging him to start therapy on his own so that he can um, really, you can start doing some of your work before we have to do work together. And I think for me too, my other request was, um, I'm a spiritual person, but I'm not religious. And so I would not want to do uh, therapy, like faith-based couples therapy um, before marriage. And I'm not sure like that's effective right. even for the right. people that are religious. No offense to y'all holy yeah. rollers, but I think there are very distinctly different <laughs> skills that you learn um, in therapy that may not come from Christian counseling. And I don't know, all of this is assumption for me because I haven't been there. Um, but I feel like both. If you're going to do through the church, then do it with the licensed professional as well. Um, yeah, because then- I know even like some churches won't even marry you unless you go through their program. So I also guess yeah. I'm also making the statement too that I, you know, I, one, I'm not really big if I have like, it's not, 
I'm not pressed to have a like a super huge wedding. So if I didn't get married in a church, that wouldn't be any big deal to me. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely know. Like I would like to go to a li- like a super licensed <laughs> marriage relationship professional. Yeah. Um, to work on that stuff and I know somebody they did like premarital counseling and they used the di- the person was also their marriage counselor was also an attorney and the marriage counselor like Ooh. the sessions they all built up it was like a worksheet pretty much for their um postnuptial agreement because they didn't do a prenup but it was a postnup mm-hmm. and like part of her I thought it was I'm like that's actually a pretty smart practice um but it's like they did all these exercises and based off of what she heard each other each of them say she presented them like it was like a month after they were married or something she presented them like they're a, a draft postnuptial agreement based off the things that they had discussed a year leading up to their marriage. And then they had the opportunity to make, you know, revisions changes. And so that's how they developed their postnuptial agreement. And then they did like a year of counseling um, once a month for their first year of marriage. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. And they've, and they've been married now like seven years, (laughs) seven, eight years. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's work. Like you have to be working on yourself and, you know, continuously doing the work. So I think all of that is like super important. I wouldn't I wouldn't dare. But yeah, I've been having um I don't know, the same approach kind of to dating, but I downloaded this app called The Pattern and it's Oh my god, I did too. But I yo it reads me for shit. <laughs> like, I, I close the fucking daily. app like, I don't want to read this shit no more. Cause <laughs> Yo. And so it was saying something to me like, like it mentioned something like relationships won't necessarily come easy, which is something that's been an idea of mine for a long time. And I was just thinking, you know, like if there's something that's going to come later in life for me, then what am I doing in the meantime? Mm. <laughs> It was getting to the point where I was just like, I am actively trying. And it's not really getting results. Like, it's been a struggle, honestly. So I've kind of just been like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I kind of am going day by day because... Like, I'm still on the same track of knowing what exactly I want, like whatever distractions or whatever things that may happen on the way. I'm not really worried about it because I just feel like, should I suffer in the meantime? Nah, I'm over it. Like, I don't know. It's been hard because I was even telling Adrian, I was like, yes, me and this guy's been talking. Like, we updated to numbers, but like, ever (laughs) since then... He's been like dragging his feet, and I'm like, yeah, I lose interest quick. So, um, but one thing I think in going through to therapy and stuff, I've been very open and like communicating, like, yeah, this is what works for me. This is not like you know, let me know what's going on with you. What are you trying to do? What are you looking to do? Like having these conversations because I'm not. I don't have time for people playing my face. I'm I'm blocking people quick now. Like I don't even necessarily may or may not have a conversation. It just depends because it's so. Um, so are you doing like, like? Are you still doing your online dating? Um, I've been on the apps. I haven't been doing like match or anything. No, I'm not I'm not with that. And now, like you know, remember Ashley pressed me out. She told me I need to try Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's to the point now, like, I just look at my top picks because, like, I'll swipe no 15 times or more in a row. And I'm like, okay, all right, enough. Like, I, it's just, I don't know. It's not that intriguing for me. Um, and I don't even think I've been out with anybody I might have shut it with. Like, it doesn't last long, like, three to five days maybe, and I'm over gotcha. it. They say something stupid, and I'm just like, eh, I don't uh-uh. No, thank you. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, I was talking to somebody else about dating apps recently and, um, I'm actually, um, 
I need to text her because I know that she went on a Tinder date this weekend. So nice. <laughs> I'm just hoping like I was just I I I wasn't I the one thing I didn't like about Tinder was that I got into the habit of swiping. I can which way is swiping left is the when you want them. No, right. Right. Oh, swipe when you right. want them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So I got in the habit of just swiping left so much like no 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 that one would be like kind of cute and then i would already swipe left <laughs> mm-hmm. and i always mm-hmm. got annoyed yeah. with this so that's why I, I deleted tinder yeah yeah i used the x instead of the swipe because i fuck around and swipe right by accident so many times and then i have to run in and unmatch because i'm like no 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 i didn't mean it it's just uh, i don't know that's- i mean me and the guy are still talking we'll see i don't know uh but like it's just weird. Like, I don't know what these, I, I don't know. I just feel like Ben, like we've lost the art of being able to like communicate with each other. And I think technology has helped that a ton, mm-hmm. but it's just sometimes holding conversation with people is a struggle. And I'm like, Oh, ah, I, I can't do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not interested at all in doing this. So so are you at the space yet? And I think Chrissy kind of said this before. Sheikah, are you at the space mm-hmm. where you would do interracial dating? That's so funny. My therapist asked me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I told her um, I'm open to it. I don't think I'm really at a place right now where I would entertain um, those of the Caucasian persuasion in 45's um, America. I just don't want to chance it. But, you know, sometimes I swipe right on them. You know, it depends on if I'm in the mood. I, I think I would try it. Um, but I feel like I would prefer that happening in a more organic space where I can pick up on a vibe. Yeah, like, you know, like. Okay. Whether or not you're like into like your fetish is like black women or anything like that. Like I need to, I need to feel that energy. Um, and I don't really know if I can trust it through the apps. Yeah. I stopped with the apps at probably before the start of the year, but I made a resolution and I talked to Sheikah about this kind of offline that what, one of the things that I decided to do this year with dating was be more present and visible socially. So mm. I try to yep. commit to getting out at least twice during weekdays during a month and then do something at least every weekend where I'm out. And it's not necessarily with the hope or the aspiration of being seen and chosen. It's just out doing things that I enjoy doing or being out of my house um, so that if it does happen, it does. And it's been good so far, Mm -hmm. but I want to go back to the interracial dating thing too, because I I am open to other minorities. <laughs> my, preference, my preference is still very much to love a black man, right? But I'm also mm-hmm. not going to limit myself to parameters that black men have long removed themselves from because who knows what the person that's right for me looks like. He could be Asian for all I know. Um, but I, But I do still have this kind of apprehension about white men, even though... For a very long time. They agreed, agreed. agreed. But the one white guy that I did go out with when I was kind of coming out of my sabbatical from dating was one I met through a yeah. mutual friend. So we had already gone out and had dinner in a casual setting and we're just kind of getting to know each other because we had seen each other before, but not really had like conversation like he had been married um, and was recently yeah. divorced when we all got together. Or not recently, like had been divorced for a year or so. Um and so it was a nice little entry to try something different. But then y'all also know, like, male energy attracts male energy. So mm. I'm, I wasn't turning anything down to get back out there. Like, unless guys that I was just, like, completely uninterested in, because I'm not going to waste anybody's time. Mine, I don't have enough of it. Adrian, I know you feel this right now, but I don't have enough time at all 
<laughs> um, so if I'm giving you my time, please know you are getting a rare commodity. But come on now, listen. come on now. So I, I, but he was like, I was like actually attracted to him. We had really great conversation. I was interested to get, in, you know, getting to know him more. But I don't know if I could have pursued a serious relationship there or not. We did end up going on two dates though, and both were really great. But it still just felt very platonic for me. Like it wasn't a kiss at the end of the second date, you know. Um, but it was my re-entry into the field. And so I've been actively dating. Um, I have what I call a front runner right now, but I am taking things very slow. Um, I am trying not to create too many expectations, um, but he is proving himself. And so I'm just remaining hopeful that he continues to do well. Um, but I'm also not putting all of my eggs in one basket and I'm keeping my other options open until this one starts saying something that needs to eliminate those options. I hear that. I hear that. No, I, I, um, I definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm being hopeful that I won't have to date anybody else. Um, but I definitely, you know, Chrissy, I'm like you, I might try another minority. I'm not interested in white men really. Um, yeah, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't see that in my space. Um. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I don't have to do that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting. Like I've been doing the best to be more social myself. Um, I think I talked to Adrian, but yeah, like I've gone out by myself twice. You know, just like hit a bar, got something to eat, whatever. Um, it's been fun. You know, it's like and even like. Chrissy said, like, if nobody says anything to me, I'm cool. Like, I've just been getting out more and just, you know, just hanging out because, like, right. know, I'm not going to meet and nobody that's in my house too. Right. at all. You know, and like I said, the apps are not my mm-hmm. favorite. Like, it's I feel just, like it's just convenient. It's just, yeah. The apps are just convenient. To yeah. me, it's just something to spend time mm-hmm. doing because even I'm not swiping with the intention of actually really trying to connect with someone. Like if I, the last time I was on Twitter, I had like 70 odd matches, but I would only initiate conversation with guys that initiated it with me, but I still wasn't really interested. And I'm like, so what am I even doing? No, I agree. For? I was the same way. And the other thing oh. I did not like about the few mm-hmm. of them that like the, that we did match was that like the pace of the conversation so it's like are, are we not talking or were you really just yeah. waiting for me to be like come over and smash like i didn't know what was happening and i damn sure and then it yeah. would be like hello and you're like hi and then 18 hours later what's your number no i don't know you no yeah yeah i don't like that i don't move like that and that's why this tinder kind of passed through because like we have been talking over there for like a week and i was like you know this is moving at a pace that i prefer that i like um and you know i've been working on like not speaking so negatively about things i was like well this because at first i was like you know this is probably where maybe as a wife you know something strange because like you said you're so used to people automatically like talk for a couple of yeah and that's like that is it i don't don't do that i used to give niggas my email and some of them who were persistent enough would email Mm -hmm. me or regards they got the google number so they couldn't find me on like my social networks and things like that but for me like even if listen even with people that i meet in person like one, I'm way too busy during the day to have full text conversations with you. So a conversation that would probably take like 20 minutes if we did it with our full attention is going to take me four hours. Right? <laughs> um, because my job is in meeting unnecessarily. Like my calendar looks like a freaking heat map. Like today, for example, I was on conference calls from 10 a.m. until 4.30 p.m. with a 30 minute window because I had to block it on my calendar just to be able to have a lunch. Wow. I'm like, there's no way we can be productive continuing like this. So that's something that I am trying to change because I'm just like, we, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, and that's every week, but also I still prefer to get to know people in person. I even had to say as much to one guy that's, um, that I'm interested in now. I'm just like, I want to get to know you. 
my preference is to get to know people in person. So you might think I'm dry over text. I translate better in person, but I also just don't have the time to really have a great conversation like that in the middle of the day. Um, So it's like I've told you now you make it happen because there's something about the nuances that Mm -hmm. you can't see. Like even with men are hesitant even now to pick up the phone. I want to hear the fluctuations in your voice or the hesitation before you answer. But even more so in person, I want to see how your body reacts before you even open your mouth. You know? Yeah. 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 I prefer that. And like I was telling y'all earlier, like. I went out, took myself to happy hour, and then I invited somebody, like a friend, out. And I was just like, bro, I didn't even know you like this. Like, we just had, like, a different conversation, like, stuff we've never talked about before. And I was just like, "This this is different. Because a lot of times people don't, aren't that willing to be open. And granted, it's probably because we're slightly familiar but in all these years we've known each other, I never knew certain things about him. I was just like, you know, mm. that's really refreshing because we were just able to like have a conversation. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm emotional and like talk about stuff like that. Like, and I was just like, really? I had no idea. And like, just go back and forth. And I kind of like, you know, let him know where I was in life, whatever. And, but it was just a different vibe. And I was like, yeah, like, that's easy for me. Like, i much rather connect than, like, ask you yeah. 21 questions. Like, I'm not 50. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to. It is. And I I, I was saying, too, and I'm like, I hope people don't beat me up for, you know. Um, but I was, <laughs> I was having this conversation with someone else, <laughs> and then I was talking to Boo about it. And I was saying kind of, like, you know, how fickle the internet is. And this week, everyone is, it's been the... Lauren Lundy, um, Lauren Lundy, Lauren London and Nipsey Hussle are the relationship goals of this week on social media. And I was kind of saying, you know, like I I was not trying to downplay, but I was just kind of saying like, essentially she was like, now, now she's just his baby mama, right? Because they were together for a period of time. And granted, we don't know the inner workings of their relationship. But I was saying this to say, like, she's just, like, it's cemented now, like, she was his girlfriend, and she was just his baby mama at the time of his death. And I was saying, like, yeah, I thought that's that's that was confirmed. Maybe I they know. did. I, I mean, I really didn't follow them mm-hmm. much. Like, I knew they were together. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just saying, like, somebody sent me a clip from the funeral because I didn't watch it. And I was like, dang, like, nobody got to say, like, his wife. Like, everybody was like, so mm-hmm. I was just saying that. And then I was saying, like, the one thing that I do, um, like that white women do that I feel like black women don't really have the opportunity to do it and it beca- it became this whole discussion with boo like is that they make the demands and outlay um, like outline immediately what this is going to be what you going to do yeah white women do like a business and it's like and mm-hmm. this is the timeline you have to do it and if you do not do that they leave you and they go on to the mm-hmm. next person and usually within a year they're now married and have all those things that they had the expectation of you to do and i was saying like i don't think yeah. black women get we don't have that same opportunity because it's like we still operate under that guys and through conditioning and kind of some self, mm-hmm. you know, self things you need to work on there. It's like, yeah. you just be blessed to be that you got a man. So don't you, don't mm-hmm. you push him too hard and say <laughs> like, I want to, right. I want to make right, right, right. best in two years. And so all of that spurred really because of a comment. I saw someone make about Lauren London at Nipsey's funeral. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know, well, we talked about this years ago on here. Like we talked about it because I remember I was telling you guys about my coworker at the time and like how she had like, she was on a match. She was started dating this guy. Then like they became boyfriend and girlfriend. And like, I mean, in a year, like she was like, Oh, my lease about to be up. Like what we doing? Oh, yeah. They moved in together. Like, and like, they're still riding on, but like, yeah, they just, they, they move like that. And we're kind of, we're more go with the flow mm. and, 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 yeah. and, and let the guys or the men kind of guide at their pace. Like, cause we got to wait till they're ready. And it's like, almost like, no, like say what you would like first. Like, cause that's one of the issues is communication. Yeah. Let no, me know what you want. Like, I'll let you know what I want. And if it doesn't align, then we can move on. Like we don't have to waste each other's time. Yeah. And that's the thing. I don't think it's so much that it it doesn't happen in our community. I just think that, um, one, a lot of societal 
impacts on our race impact dating because it impacts the roles that we have mm-hmm. and the opportunities. Um, but I do, I, I think it's a mix. I think that it's about the person because I'm very clear and very upfront about what it is. Like the first thing that they ask me is, what am I looking for? I'm dating with purpose. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's you, but that's my ultimate outcome. Um, and that eliminates some guys right off the bat because I'm still figuring out if I want marriage. So I'm not saying I'm looking for my husband. I'm still figuring those things out. But I do know that I'm looking for a partnership that is committed um, until we see what we want to do. Um, oh, goodness. I forgot. There was a meme that I was going to reference. <laughs> it's always a meme for something. Listen, right. Listen. Always. I'm like, who is the person that's actually typing up everybody's thoughts? Because <laughs> 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 I'll be screenshotting like shit. But one of the things I will say, um, I think, you know, I hate that in our community, we don't give people their flowers when they have an opportunity to grow them and create a garden. Like Nipsey has been doing stuff like this for community development and outreach and empowering his community for years. Mm -hmm. So why couldn't we encourage and support and be as enthusiastic about that while he was present to help grow that? But I don't follow her, but I love Lauren London for the fact that and I and I say it like uh, like the Beyonce private. I keep it Lauren, Lauren London low. Like I'm mm-hmm. a big y'all know this. I believe in if you want to protect it, keep it private. And she's always been a master of that. So that has always in their relationship been goals for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I just I really wish that we were more focused on celebrating the people that were here, making a real difference while they're here. Why do we then have to jump on the bandwagon when they're gone or take motivation from them? And some people are like, well, you should just be glad that it's happening no matter what. But it's just like, no, no let's support yeah. the people that are out here making real strides that are going to be beneficial for our people as a whole or take some motivation from them while they're here and do the same. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. We we do wait too late. And I know like yeah. I wasn't like I said in the episode like two episodes ago, like right after it happened, like I wasn't a super fan. Um, I knew a few songs. I knew about the work he did more than his music, honestly. And I knew he was in a relationship right. with Lauren London. And that shit fucked me up because it was just like I hate that it's always the people who are doing everything right. Like he yes. really was the epitome of what you're supposed to do when you make it. You he didn't mm-hmm. abandon the hood. He poured into the hood that he grew up in, and then that same hood killed him. Right, and so yeah, it was yeah. like, how does that even work? And it even got me to the point where I kind of got fu- like fucked up because then someone I said it, and then someone like, oh, Charlemagne said the same thing. And I was like, oh, I'm saying the same thing as Charlemagne, but it really did have me questioning a little bit, like, you know. You know, everybody say, you know, good things happen to good people. And it's like, well, is that true? Because then you have shit like this that like rocks your belief on that sometimes. And then you look at the asshole who's in office who, I mean, you know, know, like, it's like bad things don't always happen to bad people. And And, yeah, and that's and that's the thing that is why this is because it's so funny. I listen to um, the therapy for black girls episode about why it was a great episode. Someone, and that's exactly what she was saying. It shapes our belief of everyone thinking that, like, you do good, you put good energy out there, it comes back to you. So that's how it kind of affects everybody. And we all kind of felt something like, yo, this isn't right. Yeah. Because it kind of, like, changed your worldview a little bit. And then it lets you, leads you down the path like, oh, this could have easily been me. Yeah. Or this person or this person or this person close to me. So it's very scary. Um, like the the times we're kind of living in now, because things are just a lot is not right. No. <laughs> like a lot I mean, is wrong right now. Notre Dame burning and the president wants to offer relief and funds for that. But meanwhile, Puerto Rico, Flint. Like yeah, and somebody, was, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, somebody was like oh here's a link to donate I'd be damned if I give a dime to the Catholic Church like are you serious yeah, right yeah. now <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's sad that it's a historic monument that's going but it'll be re- rebuilt in no time but exactly no, like, I'm not putting my money to that 
they put all that money into um getting pedophiles off. They should have been putting it in something else. Exactly. Like, so it's very, like nobody has time for this. Like, it's I mean, yeah, it's sad, great, but like, no. Yeah, like it was like I'm not. I mean, it sucks when history is destroyed, but it was just like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like glad I got yeah. to see it. Like glad I, glad I got to see it. Almost like the Anne Frank house. Like is that true? And I yeah, was like infuriated. Like but yeah. yeah, I was just like, yo, don't cry so hard. Like, <laughs> there have been other atrocities. But, and then I, and like, then I do hate that you have to play this struggle war. Like, what yeah, struggle war but it's war? almost like, and I think it's because we can be so compassionate. Like, we can understand. Yeah, as a people, we are they, very they tend to act, Yeah, they tend to act like they don't get it. And it's just like, oh, really? You get this stuff? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Let me like, tell you about same. something that went on for a century. Like, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, that's not sad to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, but it, I don't know. It's just like a lot has been happening, and and I think too, like for some people, the Nipsey thing compounding on everything else that's happening, it it yeah. did it does shake you a bit. Like yeah. well, fuck, like yeah. he like you like we've said he was doing all the right things, and why couldn't that be me? Right. So, and it yeah, is a tangible like, loss. Yeah. Like I think. Yeah. I, I hate that people feel like you can't feel some type of in- empathy or loss just because you don't personally know a person because people's lives have an impact. We are very much connected through ways that we don't understand. And that's mm-hmm. not the first time I felt a loss. I felt a loss when Prince died. I felt a loss when Michael Jackson died. I felt a yeah. loss when Whitney died mm-hmm. um, and felt yeah. the same for him. Like it was just this sadness of damn, like you can't yeah. really enunciate it. It's just like, Damn, you know, so, but again, like the timing with everything that's happening in this country, and again, it just and how violent his death yes. was. It's almost like people saw it, and then to show how fucked up our system it. is. The dude that he was, uh, the story is, and I don't know how truthful this is because, again, social media is where I've, su- I've seen it, but apparently, the guy who he was going to get the clothes for, the dude that just got out of jail for 20 years, that was also a victim and shot is being locked up again that. because yeah. he was violating parole by affiliating with a known gang member. I heard that. Like, really? Yeah, I heard wow. Really? Who is Nipsey Hussle? Who is Nipsey Hussle, though? Like, and, but there's LAPD saying, like, exactly. the chief or whatever, like, choked up about it. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard that, too. And I was that, like, yes, he was a gang member, too. but he was it's working with LAPD like, to bring peace among the gangs yeah. in LA. So, really? You know, yeah, that's wow. Crazy. And then for me too, like once a week, I'm just like, yo, this is still our president. Like, how <laughs> are we here? And the when crazy is thing is, over? white and people going to reelect him. Yeah, I'm like, he's gonna win again. Yeah. I don't even know why everybody you know, is <laughs> feel good about him not winning again. So I'm just like, now nah, they're they're going to do really it. Pay attention. White, yeah, he's getting yeah white, white people are the he's epitome of cutting off their nose to wipe their face. Because we yeah, can't. Yeah. It's the most disgusting thing ever. Like, when I tell you, it's to the point, and I really work hard to not be this person, but like, don't let me catch a white person looking at me too hard because I'm very <laughs> concerned about who you voted for. Like, that's the one of the first things that come to my mind. And I'm like, yo, I wasn't even like this, but this, what's happening? It's almost like drawing a complete, very big ass line in the sand. Like I'm it, here, I mean, it over here, and it's, it's it's sad. And I I wish it was over. So yeah. I don't even have confidence that it will be. So I'm just kind of like I I dip like I've been saying this for like a year. I dip in and out of the news. Sometimes I take it in, and sometimes I just can't know what the fuck is going on for a couple of days. I just can't. It's sad, but like, first and foremost, it's, it's like my mental health. And I know how things start to affect me and how like I'll start to think about things. And I'm just like, no, no, no. I just can't know. Like, I have to be ignorant to stuff for a couple of days and make sure I'm in the right headspace. Cause like the Nipsey Hustle thing, like, it was a nice morning. I sat out on my deck and I watched him and Lauren London, the little GQ thing. On and that was cute. Day. I did too. And I'm out to dinner and my homegirl was like, Yo, Nipsey hustled out. I was like, nah, I just watched his ass on the video today. And she was like, no, like some shit just happened. And I was like, what? And I went to Twitter and I was like, whoa, no way. Yo, Twitter be that, <laughs> that CNN. <laughs> yeah, and I was just in complete fucking shock. Cause like, I mean, 
we were like 12 minutes after like, it was like, I saw the, he got shot. And then I just saw the confirmation. I was like, whoa, wait, what? And yes, it, it shook me a little bit. I was just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just didn't know how to feel. And also it really annoys me that we love to go to this conspiracy theory thing. I don't know why. Um, I don't know if it's like a coping mechanism. <laughs> don't you? Like, look, 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 look. I'm trying to live. Don't talk about Dr. CB. <laughs> well, well, listen, not even that, but I'm just like, yo, like. The government did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, but like, give it, like, yo, you can have those thoughts or whatever, like, do your thing, but like, give it time because, like, this literally just happened. And I was seeing that immediately. And I was like, yo, y'all got to relax. <laughs> like relax, like have some respect. And I think we've been so desensitized to like stuff like this happening. Like there's almost just a lack of grace and like how we handle stuff. And I think, I feel like time since time tend to change, it's going to get to the point. I think where people might get fed up with like internet shit and maybe it'll reel it in a little bit, but it may be like, you know, another five to 10 years. But I just feel like sometimes it just goes too far. I had an Uber driver legit taking me to like Taco Tuesdays the other week and like legit asking me about Nipsey Hussle and we dead ass got in a full ass argument. Like I was still in the I gotta go. I was like, y'all had a long fucking day. I didn't cry twice today. Like I don't, I don't feel like doing That's why you don't talk to your Uber drivers. I don't talk to those motherfuckers. I'm so rude about it, but I'm just like, like I normally had my earphones in and I had left them in the house and I was like, my guy, I'm not doing this with you today. Like have a nice day. Like, but I gotta go. And I said, let me tell you something. Stop talking to your um customers like this because it's stupid. Like dead ass don't. Yeah, that's like, wild. Go, oh my god. Like I was like I was still in the car. I was like, bro, I gotta go. Like I'm so tired of talking to you. Like why are you still talking? It was just reckless, and I was just like, I get you want to have this conversation, but this whole they concept, I'm like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Nothing. I need a solution base. Like get the fuck out of my face with your theories because what can I do? To stop it if it's if this day is as big as they gonna be. Like what? Get the fuck. No. It's it's upsetting me. I'm over it. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I was just so done because I was like, yo, hotel niggas really have they find their way into a conversation with No me matter, they always do. And that's and I'm why I'm ready to shut it down every time, like no. That's why you nope. can't engage. You can't engage. You can't I engage. Can't. You're right. You're right. So all right, well, damn, it's been an hour already. Really? Did we talk about anything you wanted to? No. No, Maybe. but you know, it should happen. We'll do it again. Hopefully, it's You know, sometimes the spirit just moved you, and this is the direction we were supposed to go go in. So this is the direction we went in. But um, yeah, no, I I um was glad to have y'all back on here. Yeah, me too. Been, yeah, we've been I went on here a while ago. I can't remember what was happening in the world, but it was something that had happened in the world, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And it just now I, I can't even remember what it was. So, yeah. So yeah. All right, ladies. Well, thank you again. No problem. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Yes. Good night. All right. So again, I want to thank Chrissy and Sheikah, my homegirls, for coming on the podcast. You know, we always give you that real. We always open up and share as much of us as we can with you all. So if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. Don't forget to leave a review too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us across social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. Don't make these pretty images and audiograms for nothing, okay? Have a dope ass week. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time.